Well, welcome to the latest in the series of our bite-sized webinars. Today, we are considering what landlords of commercial premises should do following the extension to the various tenant protections up to the end of this year. I'm Sarah Walker, and I'm senior counsel in the real estate team at Travis Smith, and I'm joined by Andrew Ross, fellow senior counsel and real estate disputes expert. Hello. It's been a fairly confusing few months with uh, information coming out from the government about changes to um, legislation. And now that um, a lot of the tenant protection within, uh, within legislation has been extended, uh, it'll be good, I think, to start off by setting out what the present position is. So where are we, Sarah? Well, the position remains essentially as it was prior to the government's most recent announcement. So in other words, up until the 31st of December 2020, landlords of commercial premises can't take forfeiture action for non-payment of rent. Um, secondly, landlords can't seek to force payment of rent by serving a statutory demand unless they could demonstrate that the non-payment of rent was not related to the COVID um, crisis. And finally, um, CRA is, is available, but rent must now be outstanding for 276 days before the landlord can take uh, its steps. As has been the case throughout, the underlying obligation to pay rent itself has not been suspended and interest uh, does and will be accruing in um, accordance with the terms of the commercial lease for so long as the amount due is unpaid. The government is still encouraging landlords and tenants to liaise directly and to put arrangements in place in respect of the unpaid rent and the rental arrangements going forward. Um, these extensions, though, have created a number of frustrations within the landlord community, especially uh, where tenants are not or still not coming to the table to negotiate. Andrew, there are a number of avenues landlords could consider pursuing despite the moratoriums. Um, could you take us through those? Yes, certainly. Um, the, the first one, as you'll see on the slide, is, is, is one that you will already be doing, which is to be clear in correspondence. Um, before taking any action, such as starting a court claim or trying to use the, the commercial rent arrears recovery uh, system, it's really important that a tenant knows what the position is. Um, a lot of tenants are presently thinking, OK, well, we've got protection under the, the present legislation and regulations until the 31st of December at least. And I think it's widely predicted in the market that those may be extended until the 31st of March. And I think tenants are sitting there thinking we've got six months. So the first point probably is to be clear in correspondence that you want rent paid or you want interest paid or indeed if you are making any offer what that is. So the tenant can be in no doubt. And that if you're lucky, we'll bring the tenant to the table to discuss things and perhaps rearrange any agreement that you've already entered into in terms of payments of rent. Um, once done, then you're free to pursue the tenants through courts for rent if you wish. Um, there is an online money claim system for up to £100,000, which is probably the quickest route to getting a court judgment that is presently available. Um, it is relatively quick compared to usual court proceedings. It's very difficult for a tenant to defend the fact that it hasn't paid rent. And using this system, you may get a judgment against the tenant in say about eight to 12 weeks. Um, if you get that and you then send that to 
the, uh, the, the, the tenant company or the tenant individual, um, it's often the lever that is needed to persuade a tenant to pay rent. Getting a county court judgment on your desk is not a nice thing to happen. And that may mean that the, the rent debt gets put made a priority above other debts that a tenant owes. Um, there is a cost to the system, but uh, it's, it's a few thousand pounds, probably depending on how much rent you're claiming. There is also the availability of um, commercial rent arrears recovery where a tenant has owed more than 276 days rent. And that will be the case if your tenant was already in arrears before the March quarter day. And if that's the case, you can use commercial rent arrears recovery now. Um, the thing obviously to bear in mind is that if you remove a tenant's goods, it may inhibit its trading and that may be the, the end of its business. So it's something that you have to weigh up while doing that. As well as those, there are, of course, the, the, the other remedies which you will have been considering, including rent deposits and guarantees, uh, and Sarah will say a little bit about those. That's right. So I mean, I'm sure you will have been considering all of these, these factors anyway, but it's worth just a reminder to investigate all guarantees that are available to you as a landlord. That won't just be the direct guarantee that's being given to your um, current tenant, for example, but it could also be a guarantee given by a previous tenant on assignment under what we call an ARGA, an authorised guarantee agreement, or even um, at the previous tenant's guarantor under a GAGA, a guaranteed authorised guarantee agreement. So it's well worth going back through your records to ensure you've picked up all guarantees available. <clears throat> um, secondly, you must check um, and should check any remaining rent deposits that you, you are holding that could be drawn down upon, um, certainly following the September 2020 quarter that's just passed. And not to forget that normally drawing down on a rent deposit triggers a corresponding obligation on the tenant or where applicable on their guarantor to top up the amounts that you've withdrawn. Finally, a reminder that where the tenant is engaging and you do come to some arrangement on previous rent and on rental arrangements going forward to make sure that those are properly documented and, and that all parties are clear as to what the arrangements will be. Yes, that's right. And we've, we've reached a point now where it's, it's also important to take a bit of an overview, a longer term view. And as I've suggested, um, I don't expect um, the legislation that presently protects tenants to be eased up much before the 31st of March. So what you do now um, will have a bearing on whether or not you have tenants in your premises after that date when tenants can start to be wound up again um, and other action, forfeiture action can be taken. And it's important to identify those tenants who you do want on a longer term basis. Um, Obviously, if you do, then enforcement of CRA and indeed other, other actions may be things that you want to keep in your back pocket while you're trying to negotiate, whereas there may be tenants who you wish to get rid of in March 2020 and were just too late to do, who you now can do so as soon as the legislation is lifted. Um, there are other aspects, obviously, of having vacant premises, including the risk that um, a landlord may become liable for rates payments having obtained vacant possession and may not be a large number of tenants in the market uh, willing and able to take a new lease of the premises. 
Thank you, Andrew. Well, that concludes what is a very brief roundup of the options that are still available to landlords and some of the considerations that, that you might be, be making. I would remind you to read our more detailed note on landlord considerations opposite their tenants. Um, a link to this note, which is on our website, is available with this webinar. Um, but please don't hesitate to get in touch with either Andrew or myself if you have any questions on any of what the matters, the topics that we have touched on today, um, or if you'd like to discuss them further. Thank you very much.